Paul? Hi, nope. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... I know, I had to check. I was like, the light's over there. Welcome I to... I gotta reach toward the light. <laughs> Welcome to Building Up To It, episode 95. I really... We really, really need Spiros to be on episode 100 so that he can be <laughs> here for episode 100 and Toy Detox still at 99. Oh, they should drop both episode 100 on the same day at the same time. See what happens. I mean, we'll still pull ahead because they're not every week. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. I, I think it would be great sure. to have him here for 100 before 100 even happens for Toy Detox. <laughs> oh, the irony there would be uh, would be delicious. That's so how right. was your week? How have you been doing? Um, Haven't talked to you in a bit. Well, I've been buying way too much Lego. And it's not even a... Uh, Oh no! Way too much Lego. It's uh, it's real. Humble brag. <laughs> no, it's 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 too much Lego. Like we're not selling enough, but everyone's trading stuff in. There's more. There's way more Lego that can even fit in the front. It's all in the back. Like whenever we sell something up front, you got to run something run in the back and get something else and just put it out on the shelf. Is <laughs> I don't know. I need a store twice the size of my store if I'm really gonna have this many trade-ins. Uh, I don't know. Sales are down because, I don't know, back to school or whatever, vacations. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't go to the flea market this week because uh, I didn't want to find any Lego to buy. <laughs> we, what, your obligation to, to never leave Lego behind is, uh, is going to be tough. <laughs> yes. Uh so Did I you go back? Let's see. So when you talked to Andrew last week, um, you had you had done your swoop and it was bigger than you had expected. Did you go back the the week after that? Um, so, so to see if if you did get all of their stock or if this is every week thing where it would have been. Uh, it was it was lighter the second time. I did. Uh, so the first time I think I spent two hundred and fifteen at that one flea market, and the second time I went, which was last week, I spent eighty five. Um, I still passed up all the stuff I didn't want, just like the first time. Um, I was more selective the second time. Uh, and then the the uh, the flea market would be again tomorrow. The, the, my third week would be tomorrow, but I am I am not going. I am going to remain at home and not spend any money. <laughs> and then yeah. next week I'll be on vacation. Uh, Wednesday through Friday, so I can't go to either flea market next week. And then I don't know how many they'll have left before um, before it gets too cold. I don't know when they when they wrap it up. It, it I mean, the diehards, the people selling the the socks and uh, cell phone chargers will be there <laughs> in in January. <laughs> the old but, staples. <laughs> oh man, half the flea market is like a flea market. The other half is. Somebody who robbed a Chinese CVS. <laughs> so you can get some dong tea while you're there. Good for you. Did Did you see the um the mini doll uh, painted <laughs> up like PJ Masks? PJ Masks stuff. Yes, I did. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, that's uh that's good stuff. Um, I also let found me it know funny. if you need me to buy one for you or anything like that. If you need it 
in your I was going to say, I, I, have, I find it funny that, like, clearly you guys don't have kids. And granted, I only have – my kid has no no knowledge at all or even doesn't know anything about PJ Masks. But I've got nieces and nephews who love PJ Masks. So I'm well aware of, the, of that uh, It's like of that it's franchise. Like, and, like a, a villain riding on some kind of jet-powered <laughs> swoop machine <laughs> i'm pretty sure that none of the well i just assume that none of the vehicles are accurate to the show well they're they're not anime accurate what's interesting um, is that there's like parts in that build that aren't even copies of lego parts they're original molds they're like two handles oh see that if if they'd only they use their their powers for good imagine what they could have done <laughs> much better so, so so yeah, did you just take a picture of that or did you actually buy it for the novelty of it? Oh, I, I saw it the first week, thought it was hilarious, was telling people about it, and I was like, I should have taken a picture. So the second week, of course, they're there, they're always going to be there. <laughs> I, I took a picture of it the second week and posted it up and shared it with Andrew and all that. And uh, I'm not going tomorrow, I'm not going next week, and then two weeks from now, maybe I'll go back if the sales pick up and I've got some money to spend. It's I don't need more Lego, and I need the money, so I shouldn't go to the flea market. <laughs> and it's like 40 minutes away. So that's, that's gas money, too. So I guess yeah. you, can, you can justify not going 100 it's times. Hard. It's, 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 it's kind of addicting going to that. It's the thrill of the hunt. That's why people are like, why do you buy stuff? Why do you buy stuff at retail? It's the thrill of the hunt. Now, yours is a real hunt. Flea market hunting is, is different than retail hunting, but but yes, I can buy all this stuff online if I wanted to. But I like going somewhere and and finding that treasure. And tonight I recorded three more of those "What's Up Lego" videos because felt really guilty about not doing any of them for the last two months. What have and you been recording? What uh, like what sets have you featured? Um, I did a, a friend set that that already published. I did. Um, a Junior's Batman set that I'll publish tomorrow, and I did a City Space set that I'll publish the day after that. Like when the the new City Space yeah, set? Yeah, yeah. Get it. I'm just I'm working through the uh, inventoried sets in order, um, and just talking about what's cool, what's what's not cool, if you should buy it, if you shouldn't buy it. Oh, speaking of like City Space and blah blah. blah. So we talked about you talked about it last week. Um, should they do a like a, a vintage classic space line or something like that. Um, and just, just to, for me to chime in on my, on my thoughts, I wouldn't buy them if they, if they came out with basically re-released that line. Um, I would want, like you, I would want them to do another space IP, like a, another galaxy conquest or whatever. I, I, I even, I even I back in the, the day, idea was ever uh, re-releases. No, I thought it was. I thought it was if, to re-release Classic Space. I, thought that's I, know, I, I did read the article right before the recording tonight. I read the article on Brickset, and it, it talks about a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I don't know if you read that article. It's I did not. Um, it's but like, Classic Star Space Wars is a big deal. Some people think the black spaceman is a bad guy. I think they're talking about me. Um, and <laughs> what else did they say? Galaxy Squad didn't quite capture the kids' imaginations. I mean, did didn't it? I thought those were really cool sets. I I I hear a lot of people talking about how this theme didn't do well. That theme underperformed. This was a this theme didn't didn't sell enough units. How could any layperson 
even <laughs> approach knowing that answer. You don't know that. Somebody, <laughs> I, I listen to this other podcast where, you know, they, they know what they know, but they don't know everything they're talking about. They have plenty of knowledge, just not always on the thing they're talking about. And they said that Monster Fighters um, wasn't supported enough, so it only made it one wave. It's like, you realize the plan is to make it one wave. Right. Because if the plan was to make it three years, the things are already designed. It's already in motion. It's going to be rolling out. Maybe they can cut it short at some point after, like, they've, if they reach a point where they, they haven't actually produced anything else and it'd be a good time to cut it and there'll be a, like an abrupt ending. But when it's one wave, you you don't they don't get the feedback from hey how did that wave do before wave two is already like in boxes yeah and I mean like you during your uh, wrinkleizer segment last week uh, as, as you guys talk about like there there are some that are like that are really just there <laughs> the to do yeah to, to, <laughs> that, are, that are there to be just the one wave like like your the Scooby Doo ones they they shot their load they they like they, like they they did everything they wanted to do in those like say with, with monster hunters all the all the classic monsters were all the figures were out already in in sets like they would have if they wanted it to extend longer they would have slow burned that and done just a few of the monsters in the first wave and then a few more in the second wave or whatever but but you got all of the monsters basically in yeah. in the first wave so if, if you look at the design if you look at the facts here, like Lego saying how long in advance that they they design and produce items before they hit shelves, before the release date. Th those are the facts we have. The facts we don't have is how many units sold. Um, it sounded like Bobby now. I need to know numbers. <laughs> I'm obsessed know with the numbers. numbers. <laughs> because your Walmart still has some on the shelf doesn't mean nobody likes this theme. <laughs> it just you're it's all conjecture. Yeah. All of it. And I think the one year themes are meant to be one year. If a one year theme does so well that they want to keep it going, there's still gonna be a gap between when the one-year theme ends, unless they insist that stores keep them on the shelves for a little bit longer to shorten the gap or eliminate it before the next theme comes, the next wave comes out, but they they have to get the feedback from the sales before they could make some kind of decision like we better do it again. Right, and then it's gonna be another like year plus before you see that stuff. There's, I don't think there's really a super fast track that they can do. I don't think there is either. I think the only way that you can kind of get around the fastest that, track that is runway. probably ideas, right? Yeah, I think potentially, but I mean, there's so much that they have to do with those two to 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 take. I, I would actually imagine that that uh, doing kind of a, a, a start from, from soup to nuts developed in-house at Lego set is probably less work than having an A-fold design something that gets, that gets all this, all this love and then having to take their set and then Lego it like to, to reverse engineer it and then re-engineer it 
in the Lego style. I think that might even be harder than having it go by by Lego rules from the beginning. Uh, but again, that's based on literally nothing. That's just I'm I'm wondering if that's the case. Um, so I don't know how easy ideas is just because of how much extra stuff they always have to do. But I think they have a lot of ideas sets that have been approved kind of in the pipeline uh, at this point now. I don't I don't know if they if they roll them out immediately after they get approved and and designed anymore. Um, but I was going to say, I think the only way that really you can get around the runway needed to come up with a full new wave is if you kind of hold back on one or two sets that these are the ones that we'll make. If it turns out it is super popular, we'll then release these two in kind of a small wave while we start to You're talking about Overwatch, aren't you? Those, and for some reason, it felt like the the original like the Lego movie sets were that way. They had a bunch. They had the the full release basically, and then there was one point where they just released like the two big sets, um, kind of in, in the interim. Like there was, so there was like the big like space police set um, or the policeman set, and then there was another one. I can't think of what it was, um, but like there were two big sets that came out there. And while I think that in the, in, in that case. You wouldn't you wouldn't sit on two big designs. That's, that's that's a lot of money that would be wasted. But that that type of design, or that type of rollout, I think, is really the way that you can kind of be like, okay, people are loving this. We can put out a new product while we start designing up more more stuff instead of it being a full year and a half. Let's say in between the next wave, there's at least something fresh in the middle. Again, not that it really matters. Just Lego. You can make what you want out of it all. Yeah. But, so you think that. Like Overwatch was maybe a a one wave theme, and then they had two more designed. That if if the second wave was approved based on initial sales, yeah, it would have to be initial initial sales. Yes, then it's like okay, plot a course to put out those two sets. That's equidistant between the first release and what might be the second release wave. Yes, maybe, that, that's, maybe. That, that's kind of uh, all conjecture. I want to exactly. be upfront about the conjecture. <laughs> Nobody knows dick about shit, and we talk about it on all these podcasts. Hashtag unless, dick about unless shit. you're in Billund under NDA, you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> and even then, you can't talk about it. <laughs> Agreed. So one of these days, Carter will know, but he can't tell us anymore. Hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's based on nothing. But that's kind of my guess because these seem out of nowhere, and they seem again. I don't play the games, I can't say for sure, but they seem particularly random character selections. Um, so it, it seems like it, it definitely seems like a stopgap, that kind of a thing to just just sort in I there. And then we'll I heard that some more that classics. The characters in these new two sets are newer, newer characters. Yeah. Of the game. Yeah. So I mean, that's what you would do too. Like you would. Like you, you throw out the the new hotness right away, so that you can keep that 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 interest burning and, and kind of keep that 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 burn going, and then you then you can go back and and release some of the other more fan favorited design. Like you, I, I assume they did like the real classic ones in the first wave, and then so now, in order to get people to continue their interest, so they can do the next most wanted bunch of them you put out the new ones um of the new characters that everyone's having fun with so they'll instantly recognize them and then so they'll keep the interest later say oh yeah i'll go back to to walmart later go back to target in a couple months and see if they have another set coming out or something like that but again yeah yeah, based on based on nothing like just like we're being very clear about just my guess 
Yeah, we educated guesses are all people like us can make. People on podcasts, that's all they can do is they see what's happened in the past. They 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 identify some trends and then they make some guesses. But don't don't ever think that anything you hear on one of these podcasts is is law. <laughs> so I uh, I saw some uh, a cool mock on Instagram by a builder and I said, "Hey, I, I recognize what that mock is supposed to be, and I, I I'm already following the person who did an illustration that this mock is a, a build of somebody else's illustration." It's kind of cool. I wanted to um, share a little bit of that because it's got a little bit of a a story. Let's do this. No, let's do this one. Let's see about a tab. Just sharing a tab. All right. Is that full screen for you? What's going on? Emerson Tongue. Okay. So this is an illustrator. He was at um, uh, TFCon Reston 2017. He had a table there. He was selling artwork, mostly Transformers-themed artwork. He does all these illustrations, all these mecha designs. <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> yeah, so wanna, detailed. Holy if, cow. If I uh if I go down a little while, there'll be when he when he went to TFCon, um Who's he that was, book? I know, I know, I'm getting there. He Ooh, went to TFCon and he was he was selling some Transformers themed ones. So like, you know, here's an Optimus Prime and I didn't buy anything from him. Uh, what I was considering buying was that book. Like he's got a a jazz and a and a hound and a bumblebee, kind of, <laughs> and a Megatron and maybe an RC. Uh, I was and considering a he had yeah, Dirty Wolf. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has this uh, Super Robot Bomber book that he was selling at the show, and I was like, I don't know, I don't need this book. I don't even know this guy. Should have bought the book. If he's at Reston this year, I'm buying the book. Um, show me some pictures if if he's correct, because I may ask you to buy me one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I assume it's this kind of stuff in the book, but the book might actually only be the uh, the uncolored. I'd be cool with the uncolored, but but it it, de- it depends actually. Like, like I mean, I'll give I'll I'll give a little flip through and an analysis yeah. of it and see if it's see if it's cool. But he's got. He's got lots of cool designs. Um, oh, there you go. Click on the one with the video. All right. You asked for it. Oh, it says exactly what you wanted. So it does have some text in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be in. I mean, so far, it's just been robots. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I like robots, but... I, I hate to pull the uh, rest of the realm, but I'm going to need a little bit more fiction before <laughs> I can get behind these robots. He's got some that are seem to be based on... Yeah, him. yeah. So that that's that's a book. I just like um, the designs. The I reason I'm bringing him up uh, real quick, I, I, I've, I've been watching uh, Gurren Lagann on, on Netflix. Yeah, there you go. Everyone's always talking about it, and I'm just like, okay, I should check this are. out. So I started, <laughs> I started watching it. I'm like, this is the show everyone's always talking about. I, uh, dude, it's. I'm a not. I'm not unimpressed. I'm just underwhelmed based on how much hype it's been. It's received. Well, you, what you I see this thing. 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's the uh, the die Daigurin. No, oh, I, I don't remember which one is which. It's not the, the uh, top eyes. All I know. Shit, it's what is it called before they take it over? I don't remember. I know I, you're, you're right, but I, but I don't know what it's called. Uh, there's probably a hashtag in there somewhere uh, on it. Yeah, on one of them at least. So it's a mix of. Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it, anyway, nothing, like nothing is supposed to be identically something. Um, so he's he's uh, he did this chicken. <laughs> yeah. I want to see if there's a better shot of the chicken. So he did this this chicken robot in in my favorite green, and it's got these little egg robots that are running around, and like a guy can get in it. So there's a there's a person in this one, and it's it's like a manned battle station, and it's got all these cannons and stuff. It's like Channel and, Alpha. I guess. And then there's the rear shot where the eggs can deploy. <laughs> and um, actually, this might be a different one because, like, where'd all those big long guns go? The tail feather guns. The feather ones? Yeah, that's weird. Um, so maybe it's two different things or two different ideas. But he did that chicken. And here's one last one. Yeah, it's just those two shots. So then... Uh, a friend of his that went to, I think they went to school together, named uh, G H A L A D, Stephen W. Howard Galad. I don't know. Uh, he's on Instagram as well. He is a, a Lego designer, technical illustrator. I don't think he's a Lego designer as in works for Lego. This would be capital then. And also, yeah, I don't think he'd be able to promote an ideas project. Uh, you got to share, share his tab, by the way. I think you're still on Emerson. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I guess that's the um, that's the way that's going to work with the uh, with the share tab. I can see how that'd be problematic. Let's do application window. Then we can't go wrong. Or you could have clicked on. Uh, I imagine he's tagged in that one post that Emerson did. With his design, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but he's got more shots on his own. So I'm doing tab again because does does it have all the bars, the the, the bookmarks, and all that at the top? No, but it, but we okay, are. Then that's, that's probably a better view then. So uh, this is uh, Galad. I'm going to go with. Um, what's wild is that he's he's celebrating a thousand followers, and this is like 12 hours ago, and he's already at 1400. <laughs> he just took his damn time putting that up. So. What it appears is that everything he does is digital. I don't know that he builds much stuff physically or anything. Oh, the only no, thing no. I saw that was physical was his ideas project, which is that um, it looks it looks like a telescope in space, but not like the Hubble. So anyway. that's a, that's a digital design. It looks it looks pretty real. Yes, it's uh it's very well done digital design uh, that he's been working on for some time now. He's also the grand prize winner from a ideas contest they had where you designed something in the Flintstones vein. That's awesome. So I don't know if you've seen this picture floating around, but he won that contest. I think that's the one with that crazy prize pack. But let's look at like one of the most up to date pictures here. Um. And this is his digital design for that same chicken. It looks exactly like it. That's crazy. You can see it next to the uh, original sketch here. That's nuts. 
And so I imagine that like Emerson has no tie at all to Lego. He really showed no, no inklings toward Lego. So the, the, the fact that, uh, it says that, um, he's a friend and former classmate classmate from, uh, AAU. So he just decided to, to, I I want to make this out of Lego that, or I want to design this in Lego. That's really cool. Cause like if, who would have guessed that that would have lent itself so well to Lego? <laughs> yeah, or and maybe Andrew. And the um, one of the reasons you know it's digital is because they just don't make this much olive green. Ah, there you go. Like they really don't make like I think these are Technic figure flippers down here. Does do I still have a cursor on the screen yes, during yep, this show? All right. Yeah, they they just don't make a lot. Like that's the black uh, two by two tile with the with the white kind of arrow on it, but this is the white arrow on an olive green version of it. So this is all digital, which is fine because it still takes like all of the building skills, I would think to do it in digital, but yeah, we, we talked about that on the show before. It's just, uh, it's, it's like, like it, it is a digital designer as, as, a. Uh, as much a designer as someone who, who builds physically. And it's just one of those, like it's just a different medium to, to try to tackle. So as long as you still fall into the constraints of, I feel the like I had Lego, the opposite view of it last time we talked. You did, you, you did, but it, but it was one of those that like, you know, with, 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 with time and growth, you can get there. <laughs> but again, it, it's just, it's, it's a different thing. It wasn't that, that you were staunchly against it, but um, you certainly were more on the other end. Than, than I am, uh, and, and Matt was kind of in the middle, as he typically is. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's like learning to draw digitally versus drawing uh, drawing with pens and inks. Like, it's 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 a different muscle to flex, and it's a different skill set. It's not necessarily the same. But it looks like, in this case, um, he really was going... It's just one of those... If he had all the pieces, he probably would have built it, and it probably would have been exactly as solid as they look in this picture, because... They seem to be to the very minute level where he was putting it all together. Yeah, I I think it's uh I'd love to know if it's a mixture of just kind of CAD or Photoshop and like a designer program because some of the connections he makes here, I just don't feel like those designer programs are going to let you place things the way you want to place things, especially for something like this explosion here. Yeah, I so feel like you spent hours trying to get it to land in the right <laughs> spot when he might just, you know, do some of that in Photoshop. Yeah, if this is Photoshopped, or if there's a significant amount of Photoshopping, I would think that that would be a little disappointing for me. But if it were actually done in like a Lego design program and he was able to do it following the rules and 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 rules of Lego, well, not necessarily that, but the physics of of using Lego connections. I'd be very impressed with this. I think it'd be really, really awesome. I, I feel like all these pieces are connected, even though they're they are digital. I feel like they're all connected, but I just don't see any of those programs being able to keep up with with the way you could connect things physically, especially at these these crazy angles. Yeah. I guess we'll never know, will we? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it's it was just surreal seeing um seeing the 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 illustrations by Emerson whenever they came out and then these these digital lego versions of them and going was it always lego is this the same person is it a different person without really looking at it and then and then reading it and seeing that it's 
two people who know each other and the one made a Lego version of the other one's work. I thought that was really awesome. It's and cool. I should Energy. go give both them a follow. And if you're at TFCon Reston and he's there, maybe you can buy a book or a print or something. I want to see what else he's done. I, he's got like surprisingly little work on his Instagram. As Is far it as goes. <laughs> he might be an old school flicker boy. Yeah, it goes back and gets less and less Lego. He loves space, though. That much he loves fear. space so much. I just, I don't know if there's any. Um, I'd like to see some more physically built stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, he built a Saturn V. Woo! I just wonder if, he, <laughs> if like he has a Lego collection, or if or his he... his his way he expresses his love of the hobby is digitally building. Like, he might not actually own much Lego at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, that's... Go give them a follow. G-H-A-L-A-D and uh, Emerson Tongue. And then we'll uh, we'll move on here. Very cool. You want me to buy that book for you? Uh, well, I'll check it out. Depends on how much it is, too. I didn't buy it in the first place. If it's like a 20 page book and it costs 60 bucks, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think it was that expensive, but I don't know how many pages it was. I don't know. I'm going to look for it for sure. I don't get me wrong. The two TF cons I've been at since then, I have looked to see if he's there and he hasn't been there. So maybe he's semi local to Reston. Could be in that case. Maybe he'll be there again. Or maybe, maybe prices have just gone up so much they just want doesn't want to exhibit there anymore. <laughs> maybe I mean I can't imagine some of the artists do well at all when there's like the uh, the really popular artists and then there's the other artists. Yeah, it's a uh, is I I can't imagine like trying trying to do that. But I guess usually it's all at that point it's just getting your name out there maybe I, I don't know like it's 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 one of those like if you're if you're seated next to Casey Collar or something like that or next to Andrew Griffith then then you kind of get the rub and people will then more people will check out your stuff and and what you got going on and you might get a lot more people following you then afterwards or something who knows like yeah like Kevin is um he is vending art at uh this new show called Comic-Con for Kids that's happening early October uh, around me it's the same company that put on Brickfest live and like six other one-off shows they just like doing shows they just they <laughs> do shows and then they either do them again or they don't do them again maybe they sell them maybe they sell the, the rights after each show like hey did you enjoy that show want to buy it the <laughs> new show anyway they're doing comic-con for kids and it's even more expensive to to be there and Kevin is selling art there, or he's going to try to. And I'm really, I'm excited that he's going to get there and do that. I just don't know that it's going to go well for him. Shout out to you, Kevin. You're listening to this right now. <laughs> Hashtag don't know if it's going to do well for him. He's going to get his name out there, I guess. I don't know if the people who are attending are the people who are going to take note of names. Good luck, Kevin. Joey will be there to help you. There you go. We're all with you in spirit as well. That's hashtag with you in spirit. (laughs) 
So anyway, as far as my week in Lego is concerned, for once I actually have that something. That was still my week. That was still my week. No, oh, that was the topic. Yeah, that's true. So I've I've been drinking from this fun koozie that I got when I went to the Citizen Brick headquarters and uh, figured I would uh, do a little sharing here. Um, let's see if I can figure this out. Screen share. Boom. And all right. So as you can see here, my wife and I had a chance to go and visit Citizen Brick headquarters. Um, Insta-famous. That's right. That's me. That's my wife. And that's Joe, um, the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> um, they are local to me here in Chicago. Um, they actually are in the city. Um, and we live in the suburbs. So we don't get to go out to the city very frequently. But um, as he and I have talked about it, pretty much every time we, I see him at Brickworld and, and we're at their booth and all that kind of stuff, he's always, you should come to the shop. Oh, yeah. And it's usually just, uh-huh, sure, I'd love to go. And we never actually make anything of it. This time we finally did. Um, it's very simple. Uh, he actually is, is they're very forthcoming. If you want to come visit the shop, just send them an email. Um, and their email address is on their webpage. And we were able to, to make arrangements to go visit the shop. And my wife and I interrupted their days, I'm sure, but they were all very pleasant and all um, and nothing but nice things to say. And they even let us kind of they let us ask a bunch of questions. They let us kind of go in and and really check out all their their machinery and all that kind of stuff. And they were they were able to kind of walk us around their um, the warehouse well, warehouse maybe not the right word but just the shop I suppose and see all their supplies and everything that they had. And it was actually really really cool uh, a very cool experience of someone as someone who is a minifigure collector um, and someone who really does enjoy this Citizen Brick product. Uh, it was really cool to kind of see. Um, and, and, and just kind of learn more about the, the kind of, um, back end of things and, and, and how they've been, how they've been working. And, um, he is, he's very eager to be on the show. So there are a lot of questions, uh, that he did answer for me that I'm going to actually reserve for now. Um, and, and we'll hopefully we'll get them fleshed out, um, when Joe does come on the show with us here. So all of your basic questions that you want asked, I definitely ask those and he's definitely willing to share answers to like the favorite piece that he's made. What's the, the first piece that he made and which is the one that, that really helped the brand take off. And what was it that, that really kind of helped them kind of get their name out there and more than just the, um, the, the, the A-Fall world or the minifigure collector world. Those and, are all some day one questions, man. Where's those Paul C questions? The day one questions are the ones that you do for viewers and the ones that you do for listeners. You can't get all like, yeah, you I don't want to know all that. Our, get on our Patreon and you can get those uh, Paul C questions, Joe. <laughs> not those day one questions. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it was, it, was, it was just very cool talking about just kind of, where he came up with the ideas for 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 different um, different minifigures and, and all that kind of stuff, and wh where they get their ideas for what figures they decide to make, and um, he's, he was again forthcoming about sometimes getting in a little bit of trouble and getting their hands slapped, and sometimes um, being able to get around that and there certain things that he's, he's they're never going to tackle purposefully and stuff like that. So overall, a very very cool time, and, and we really enjoyed it. Um, of course. Us going there means that we have to have a, a bit of a haul as well. Um, the, the best part, if you've ever gone to a show and seen Citizen Brick, um, you see they already always have a lot of people around the table because they have just a lot of custom tiles and, and figures and a lot of brick arms pieces and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, and I say this in quotes so that, that you guys can't see, 
the, the true fans of Citizen Brick, they ask and they will go, they just took to one place and that's to go see like the special bin where they have all their other special bin. Exactly. That's, that's, that's where they have all their one-offs, their colorways, all, all the extra pieces that, that don't end up becoming part of a full production figure or whatever. And they put them in the bin, like literally thousands of pieces in there and, and like two or three bins. And there's usually like, eight or ten people trying to scramble their way in and try to go through I don't know if I have that minifigure head I don't know if I have those arms or whatever and it's a if you don't like people stay away from that because there's, there's always a swarm of if you don't of, like people of sweaty neckbeards all around there trying to dig their way through well, there. hey you know you know what uh you know what Andrew and Kevin would tell you right now is to go as an A-fall and go an earlier day exactly <laughs> you know how much you know how much time I had to go through that bin on Thursday at Philly Breakfast. Enough time to get you and Matt on a Facebook call and show you everything that was in the bin. I was the only one there. That was the case for me yesterday when I was at their shop. I was the only one there, just me and my wife going through all their bins. He said, "Go ahead, ha- have at it." And so it was at this time where. Um, I just I, I I wanted to just to kind of commemorate my time there, get all the citizen brick torsos that they had that we didn't already have. So I picked up one, two, three, four, five actual kind of citizen brick slash pad printed ones. And then of course the the brick piggy bank is kind of one of their things. I I, I will count that as well and make that number six. And then um my wife liked the uh the Charlie Brown sweater with the tie underneath <laughs> torso. So I picked that up and we picked up a bunch of heads as well. Um, Chris has talked about Mr. Yuck um, many, uh, a few times in the past and I had no idea who he was. Um, and my wife immediately knew who that was. And so she's like, I want to pick Where up. Where is she from? She's from Michigan. And, um, mm. and so I thought, I thought initially it might've been regional. Uh, what it, what it probably turns out to be because uh, from what they said in the shop, they still have Mr. Yuck stickers that you can get and stuff like that here. Uh, that just means that my parents didn't care anything about Mr. Yuck. Maybe because it's, yeah, it, it's all a campaign from the Poison Control Center, right? Yeah, maybe because um, I, I lived in a house of doctors that like they're like, no, 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 we know better. We don't need to put stickers on our stuff. You don't touch these. Maybe that's why we didn't know who Mr. Yuck was. Are you saying dumb kids had Mr. Yuck stickers? Damn straight. That's right. And resource room kids had Mr. <laughs> Yuck stickers. That's right. But here you go. We picked up two Mr. Yucks, one with the frame and one without. I don't like the frame, man. The frame makes, oh, no. I mean, the sticker, (laughs) the sticker had a frame, but that makes it look like he's got that chin strap beard. Maybe he does. He's got the the bangs down the side (laughs) to the chin strap. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Could very well be. This is a clear uh, botany enthusiast figurehead. Here's a clear um, (laughs) neutral face. Uh, it's kind of a Dia de los Muertos head, and these are my my wife is like, do we have enough for us to do us to do our family? Do we have them in? Do we want to do flesh tone or do we want to do yellow? And I said I like yellow, but she's like, I think I would look better in flesh tone. So that's fine. Ooh! I said I'll be yellow and I'll be I'll be both flesh tone and classic Lego because I'm Asian, and that's just how it goes. Um, we better in flesh. <laughs> we initially picked. We also picked up a couple of their new six packs that they had, uh, Coke and Old Style. Old Style being that we're Chicagoans and they still serve Old Style at Wrigley, uh, and we're Cubs fans, so definitely wanted to go with those. Uh, interesting. Interestingly, uh, probably in in realm fashion, they don't have Pepsi ones. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's fucking right. 
<laughs> my wife is Pepsi a Pepsi fan, uh, and I enjoy Pepsi as well. I'm fine with Coke, so I gladly picked up the Coke. And then my wife also liked these stone tile ones that they had there as well. So we picked up that pack, and I got a new sweater vest dog. Uh, so I think uh, I will try my best to keep up with sweater vest dogs um, because that is likely the only kind of full collection that I'm going to be able to ever amass uh, from Citizen Brick um, instead of all the CB Day figures that they put out or the Doodle figures that they put out, all that stuff that I'm never going to be able to find at this point. Uh, so I figure I can I can do dogs that they make so i think i have three citizen brick dogs that that i will that i will go with my collection um like i said they were very nice to let us kind of walk around the shop and kind of check out things there so i got to take a picture of a couple of their uh, of their machines and things like that this is actually one of their printing machines um and these three blue portions here that's where they do kind of the different stages of the ink that they put on i think they might actually be four i think there might be one behind this uh, this Lego movie apron um, there as well. So they put different pieces on each of those. And then phase one, let, let's just pretend this one is the first one. Phase one of inking goes there. Another layer would go out on this one, another one here, where it potentially could be colors as well. Um, light to dark. There you go. Um, and I thought it was interesting that, um, smartly, of course, and like you would expect, uh, they mount all their stuff in on, on a bunch of bricks with their logo on it, because that's exactly what I would do as well. Um, but yeah, so this is where they put all the pieces on there. They kind of mount them there and then do the printing. Um, yeah, you have, have to make some kind of uh, a jig, I believe it's called, a jig to um, to hold everything there steady, especially if you're printing on something round like a minifig head. Yeah. You want to make sure it doesn't roll at all. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think also... Um, one of the, the 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 best things about working with Lego is is just how precise they are with their QC. It also allows them to make sure that everything is in exactly the same spot and in the right place, so that there's no there's not really room for variance in anything else as well. Yeah, like um, make, making the jig perfect. out of other Lego is probably the best idea. Exactly. The, the, there's a place in South Jersey that I I have gotten uh, parts printed, like the um, like the ROC. Yeah, was it minifig effects? Is that is that is that it? No, no. There's uh, just a, a plastics printer in South oh, Jersey that I go nice. to. Um, doesn't have anything to do with Lego. Just knows how to print on plastic. Lego is plastic. Bada boom. <laughs> uh, and he uh, he made a jig out of Lego. I think I think it's a, um, uh, if it's not a Lego, then the story is dumb. But he made a <laughs> Lego to print Lego on. And just kind of affixed it into the like the 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 print surface there. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's there could be no better way to do it, really, because uh, it's the because they're very exact QC. Um, and here are a bunch of heads that they had printed earlier that day, um, all kind of on. This is basically their drying rack. Um, these are basically sheet pans and on, a, on, a, on literally a drying rack. And they had, I think, three rows of these um, that they had done. Uh, minifigure heads in just varying colors um, all around here. Uh, I don't know which head this is specifically, um, but I do see a clear one that I may try to find if I uh, get access to one of their bins again in the future. Uh, but yeah, all sorts of colors here. And uh, part of it to see how, how they look on, on different colored heads and things like that, like the purple one. Um, I don't know if I'd ever get a purple one, but that's got to cool. be the head for one of their like specific licensed figures, I would think. Like, it could be like one of the war guys. I, I, I'm I'm gonna maybe guess just because he's kind of oh yeah, one of their, beard uh, maybe or something like that. that. I, 
I, I would not be surprised to find out that like the majority of their sales for Lego stuff is from like all those military things and not yeah. from like the pop culture and fun stuff. Which is, it's got to be, it has to be why there's such a huge like portion of their website devoted to that. Um, even though that is, I, I really, that's not at all where, where I'm at with, with my citizen brick stuff. Yeah, some, somebody got me one of the uh, military guys for like a, a white elephant. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also interesting to see this is kind of, these are some of their molds for their injection molding for their six pack rings and cans. Um, if you saw in my picture before, each pack comes with literally a six pack all together and also one single. So these are, they, they will literally just snip all these off uh, to get to the single um, can pop tops there. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Is it the same mold and they just kind of cut the six and make single ones or is it a mold for the single and then a mold for the six? Uh, it's, it's, it's the, it's the latter. Uh, like, yeah, so, so over here you can see a six pack singles, um, is kind of what they show on, on here. So this is literally for these get snipped individually. Okay. I want to say this is the six pack like combined in this way. Okay. So it kind of goes the other way, but they can then just snip here and here as opposed to, Snip, 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 like that. Yeah. Um, here are a couple of people that uh, that that are uh, working hard here, and looks like they're working on uh, a bunch of arms that they have. And so, if you can just imagine the amount of detail work that must go into um, making sure that everything is set and ready and printed properly on all these individual arms, um, and for someone like me that. That loves all that extra level of detail that they that they provide on their figures and the customs that they do. Um, this is the kind of thing that the 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 unsung hero. And what I'm going to actually guess is going on here is they're removing some printing on arms that they have because of the isopropyl alcohol. Ah, here. I was going to say, uh, what what kind of tools of the trade do you think there are that the average person wouldn't suspect for if you're putting on or taking off arms? Like, you think there's special gloves they use so like they don't get finger fatigue too quickly <laughs> uh, i didn't even think to ask you them think that. they have some sort of like rubber tipped like uh i don't know some sort of pliers that are that are soft on the end that they use to to pop the arms off in like one motion where it doesn't damage anything and it's, would, it's uniform every time i think they would have to they'd have to go some direction where it's it's yes. kind of mechanized I would hope so. And now he he had mentioned um, just that they've they've kind of improved their process o over over the years, and they they've kind of gotten better and gotten to a place where they can do things quickly and efficiently. Um, and 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 what and what they're assuming right now is probably the, the best way to do it. So there have been efficiencies made, and I would imagine that finger fatigue actually was was an issue before. And if you pull them at the wrong way, you can stress that, that shoulder joint uh, and all that kind of stuff, that kind of ball socket type uh, joint in there, or even the um, even the kind of the, the housing for it. So I would imagine they do have a tool like that, either that or they just say, take, take a half an hour in the morning and pull off as many as you can, and then take another half hour in the afternoon and pull off as many as you can, but that's yeah. it. And then work on other stuff so you don't do this all day, uh, and 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 literally come up against. What I you would think it would have to be if if you're printing the arms off of the torso, uh, they probably print it all all connected because like I wouldn't want to have to put arms on torsos after there's been printing done because you risk damaging the printing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'm sure it's all printed together. I think this. If this is truly a separation you're watching in this photo, then I think it is to uh, 
I don't know to remove printing or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right there as far as that goes. I think you're absolutely right. Um, here, of course, not everything goes well. They have. They have basically. I think there were like six bins like this. Oh, the actual misprints. Yeah, and I said, "Would you do you guys like sell these kind of things?" They're like, "No, these are the kind of things that literally are just kind of workhorse pieces." Now, if something gets misprinted, they reuse it um, to kind of make sure that things are aligned properly for another project that they're doing. So, if you take they, a look, Citizen Brick has like a, a, a line, pseudo, a pseudo definition of misprints, and where it's like we printed this on the wrong color on purpose. And we're calling it a misprint, but here is actual misprints. This is this is something that I think would be much more desirable than the. Well, we printed it on lavender. I printed a blue duck because I never seen a blue duck, and I wanted <laughs> to see a blue duck. <laughs> exactly. I did ask if like, do you sell these things? What do you do with them? And they no, we just use them for future projects. And I'm like, oh, I was a little disappointed, but you know, that's just me. I'm weird like that. But apparently, I'm not. I'm not alone like that because. Uh, like you said, these might be more desirable. So here you get like something that like they, it's, you could tell this is two or three different projects that are on this one tour. So here, here's some of those beer cans um, that they had that have uh, either too much ink on them or ink from something else that, that made it on there or they didn't dry properly, whatever it might be. Um, they have just bins and bins of these kinds of things. And eventually they, they kind of make it as it's almost a, they, they mentioned it's almost a badge of courage, a badge of honor to, to see how many you, you actually can get the, how many misprints you've had that day or how many misprints you've had in the month. They kind of, they kind of do track it. And I believe, um, well, I would that, think that the more there are in there, the worse they're of doing. Course. Uh, of course. So, so it is all in just like, Oh, you got another one. Mark it up on the, on the, on the board. So yes, not, not, not like a, a badge of pride in that, like, yes, I got another one, but it's one of those that like we fucked up again. Yeah, exactly. I think actually in the top, in the top here, this might be something similar to that. Like where the, the, this is, might be some of those tracking is all in the same shelf um, shelving unit here. Um, this is actually also oh, man, he's got of, a point five. John's got a point five. I, I imagine <laughs> that, that could be like, have a torso or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But this is also part of their kind of, um, they're, they're, they're almost a trophy case, as they call it. So these are some scales that they have. And they said, um, yeah, sometimes they just get too gunked up. We can't use them anymore. So we just keep them. We have them on display here. <laughs> just as a place that we can kind of show how kind of how far we've come with it all here. So uh, just like with Lego, I imagine like their, their QC needs to be very close as well. So all these things that they check and then they monitor and make sure that things are at the right levels. Um, so this is, these are, these are sometimes the, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But these are, these are kind of the things that didn't quite make it. And through that process of making everything else good, um, other things kind of get, get damaged out. So these, these micro scales are some of those things there. Um, additionally, here's some of the here's some of the doggies that that I'm that I'm actually going to be going for here. <laughs> um, but yeah, some some nice citizen brick stuff that they all have here that I just enjoyed the way that this shelf looks because this is exactly the kind of thing that I would do um, had I worked there as well. Um, also interesting that I thought that um, for people like us uh, Lego fans and things like that. I, I know that I do. I have a lot of Lego minifigures up in my workspace, kind of just as, as regular things to kind of keep around. And, yes, exactly. Very much like the desk spots uh, of, uh, of one Eric Burgess. Um, we have, uh, we, uh, like, I, I have those up on my desk, and they who work in Lego uh, in, in that medium, they have other things 
one of which is this sushi cat type thing there. So they have all sorts of things like that throughout the store. I just found that very interesting. So they have more sushi cats. Uh, the Nico Busso uh, kind of Gundam um, battle cats there and all sorts of stuff. They actually have a cat versus dog theme going in the store. And currently their dogs uh, are winning because they have much many more dog things going on there. Um, I don't know what's up with this pug here. Shout out to Gator. I feel like he's supposed to be standing on his hind legs. I'm hoping that's the case. Or he's like he's supposed to be like hanging off the edge of something maybe because he oh. looks very sad like this. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there, but that is very sad indeed. Uh, if it is supposed to be this way, this so is let, let me uh, let me ask you this. These um, are me host guys. It looks like uh, how much of their um their workspace is dedicated to their non-Lego projects. Because I know that they are also just a printer at heart. And then the kind of, I think Citizen Brick is their side project. That I actually don't know. Um, I, well, I should say, the question that you asked, how much of the workspace is, is, is dedicated to non-Lego projects, this is pretty much it, like these things. And I suppose like some things on their desk, a couple personal items here and there. But for the most part, everything is all about Citizen Brick in that, in okay. that, in well, that area. Yeah, there. maybe it's a separate <laughs> location or maybe they've uh, found enough success with Citizen Brick that they, they don't do other stuff. Cause I, I believe I that is person. actually the case. Um, d- d- it used to be. Uh, so when I, when I talked to Joe about that specifically, like he said he was actually a printer first. He was, Lego was kind of a secondary thing that, that kind of came out of it. And, and now I think they do focus just on the Lego stuff. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. I know they get a lot of like um, corporate contracts and things like that. So they do a lot of, it's, it's not just these things that citizen brick does. Um, yeah. They get, they, they, they get a lot of contracts out for, I, I know that um, I had gotten some minifigures from a friend many years ago, their company, she works for Citrix and they had a big, they had their big corporate event in Vegas and they gave everybody, um, minifigures with with the logo printed on the torso, and turns out that actually was a, a, a very long time ago. Citizen Brick kind of um, that was one of the contracts they had. Was to, did you to ask make... Joe and he confirmed? Uh, yes, he did actually. I said I said I just said oh yeah, and I got and she gave me the minifigures. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever did anything with Citrix. Like oh yeah, we did. That, unless they'd done something more recently, we did one a few years ago that was Sir Citrix, and like like yeah, it was a few years ago, and so that was confirmed that it was indeed theirs. So I guess I have a very early. Citizen Brick minifigure that I didn't oh, even realize I you had. Know what that goes for with the collectors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These are even more rare. Like, they weren't even released on the website. <laughs> um, and then here, I thought this was also just kind of interesting. Um, now, so you had mentioned kind of interesting tools of the trade. This is one of the, something that they had posted on their on their website or on, on their Instagram at least many months ago. Um, is a toaster oven. So they use a toaster oven. To I, I've, I later found out I think like they can't melt their pieces in a toaster oven that wouldn't work. That's definitely not the case. They load in um, they load in pieces that, that they're going to melt down to dry them out. I didn't take a picture of the toaster oven because I thought that would be a little weird for me to do that. Um, but these are actually pieces that have already been dried out and are going to be melted up um, and put into their injection molder. Um, and so kind of I took a picture here like these, for example, I imagine all of these yellow studs are going to be going into making their heads that kind of their, their, their yeah. double heads and, and their, their misformed heads, maybe their cone heads, whatever they're going to inject these, the, all this yellow is going to get melted down into, I imagine just liquid form, um, in liquid hot magma and then, and, and then thrown into mark, the mark. injection molder, um, 
so yeah, all of these, these are these are all different things that they're that they're kind of getting ready to do those. So all these gray here, uh, I imagine, are going to be remelted back down and turned back into more six packs um, that they can have there. And then um, I'm gonna guess these are gonna turn into bongs, probably the the the, the yellow clear. Yeah. Um, I don't see any. What have you sent them recently, uh, Chris? Uh, I sent them what became the. I sent them trans red and I sent them flat silver. So the trans red, I forget what that one. Oh yeah, do. the trans red um, have not been produced yet. But I mentioned in the last show, those are turning into cigarettes, um, and they've they've not yet been completed yet. So I imagine, I wonder if maybe these are going to turn into like the the actual what the hell do you, the cigarette itself, and then yours then then yours will be like the the flaming ember on the end or something like that. Uh, I wonder if that's how that's going to turn into uh, a cigarette there. But yeah, that's where your most recent one is turning into. I imagine you've sent them many stuff, many pieces in the past as well. Um, they probably turned into other bongs and things like that. I don't, I don't know, know how long they've been um, been doing that themselves, though. The cat recasting. Mm, I guess that's true. That I don't know actually. I know that um, it's relatively new, um, and um, it's 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 he also mentioned the big kind of learning curve with the equipment that they get so i think th- now that they've figured out the injection molding and kind of how to make the the mold and the cast and all that kind of stuff that's why we had um a lot more of the kind of crazy heads uh recently um and um and then now these the, the six pack rings and things like that that's all stuff that has been made possible because they've kind of uh, they kind of worked on that process and kind of um, kind of refined that process to the point where they 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 feel that they've got all that stuff going. Um, and I actually took a picture of the injection molding machine, but then Citizen Brick had posted on their Instagram actually like a, 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 the process of it working on its own. So this is probably better than anything that I can do. So basically, you can see here on the left here, this is the shelf that I had taken a picture of of all the pieces that are ready to be put into the injection molder here. So, so tell me, did they explain the drying process? That's, um, this that's is, beyond me. Yeah, so so they, they didn't used to do it, and they, they found that there is always some inherent moisture in the pieces, and it's one of those things that I think with the design of Lego, there's just, there's, it's, it's bound to trap some moisture in in the, the underside of it somehow, whether so it's they, a lot they, or a little, um, they, they found that it actually messed with the plastic composition when they had melted it down. If they didn't do that, so what? But so by using simple toaster oven to dry those pieces out and to get kind of that inherent moisture and humidity out of it, um, they get a much more pure and much more controllable pro- plastic. I wonder if they tried it. other heating methods besides the toaster oven first, because I would think a microwave would would speed up the molecules, the the moisture molecules fast enough to I would, um i would imagine you're right that if they were going for speed that probably is a better way to do it i don't know how like i'm gonna defer to they have figured out the best way to do yeah, it i don't know how to like to determine like well maybe that will make it too pliable or what i, I have no idea about any of that stuff uh, as far as microwave versus the toaster oven but i imagine maybe using kind of low low and slow heat might be the best way to to make sure it gets out evenly i really don't know um but but yes, the, before they figured that trick out, um, they would get kind of it, it would basically make it so that they their their QC wouldn't be as as strict either. So they I think they would have to get that kind of damage out some heads or whatever it might be in that they just didn't come out as well as they should have. Um, 
just because I don't know, maybe it's it's kind of a gold plastic syndrome type thing or something like that. I don't know. Um, but they were more brittle. Maybe I, I'm not exactly sure what the um, the the failure rate was and what exactly the failure itself was. Um, but definitely, it didn't meet their standards, and so now they have to do that. And this is actually just kind of it all in process. Um, this is one posted from their 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 actual. Um, on their actual Instagram page if you want to take a look at this. But this is them actually using the injection molder to make some of those six-pack rings. So um, the plastic comes through um, up here in this hose, um, and it gets injected into the mold that they have made there. And then uh, when it comes out, um, they, they kind of pry it open, and then they, they kind of just like you saw her do before with the hammer, they, they pop out the, the plastic piece, and it goes into the bin. And then they have completed ones. Um, that they just they they set up another one and they they do another one in there. I thought it was very cool to kind of see it go, um, and I was never able to capture it with the pictures that I did as well as they were able to do in just this one video. So so good on them and very smart way of actually showing how the process worked there. Um, and then the very last thing I believe the last oh, picture that I took. Even, you're not even oh. the newest picture anymore. Oh no. That is true. Look at the check out this big ass mosaic that they made from their logo. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, not the free software. <laughs> exactly. When I was there, this was not built. It was they, they basically had a workspace set up in order for them to build this. They just basically had a bunch of base plates. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna put a mosaic together. Very cool. It's gonna and the mosaic is their logo, which I think is Did awesome. Did you notice uh, any dark bluish gray bins of parts? Because like, if they're not making anything in that color, then and like promoting the stud shooter triggers to them as a meltable piece is a moot point. <laughs> like if they're not going to use that color, they're not going to use that color. Um, so let's see. This this is kind of their their kind of warehouse of parts type thing. Do you do you see them in any of yours? I'm trying not to do anything too specific. I don't think anything. Well, it, uh, I think it, it would be in the ones that are heated and ready to melt. Ah, uh, like, I see. You, so, they're not going to print on the stud shooters. They're going to melt them. Yeah, that's true. But that that wasn't that was also just kind of spare parts in general. Um, what are these? Those are hands. It looks like, doesn't it? Those look like hands. Zoom it, zoom it. Then I lose uh, quality, so I'm not really too sure. Um, they might not even be Lego pieces. To be honestly, there's those might actually be the pellets. Like those, <laughs> those might already be cut up pieces. Could very well be. Uh, none of these look like stud shooters. So I think you're going to have to try to find another venue to get rid of all your stud shooters. Uh, no worries. I'll just be like, hey, if you ever do dark blue gray, this is the part you should use because every Bricklink seller has a million of them. <laughs> and they're tiny. So tiny. And that's what he likes. He loves that. That th those are the easiest to melt. And so now that they do are, are doing this kind of thing on more on the regular now, then uh, then they'll be able to use those more frequently. So hopefully, yes, hopefully we will find a use for your stud shooters <laughs> in there. But yeah, so we got. Let me zoom back out here. Uh, just basically a big, big bins of all the parts, and look at how well organized that is there. I imagine this is still less organized than you have in your workshop. Uh, in your, in your warehouse there, Chris. Um, but the most, the, the thing that, of course, got me is that I was finally able to see all of these guys in person. Um, these are figures that I'm never going to get. These are all the Doodle guys from Citizen Brick Day 6 that they did. Um, and they did a fun little thing on there, and they didn't tell anybody about it beforehand. But everybody who spent X amount of dollars got one of these for free. 
which is cool, a doodle guy. Um, but as they start, slowly started trickling out, people started realizing, wait, so the, people are posting their stuff. Oh, that's not the guy that I got. Wait, I got that torso, but I have a different head. And so I, I believe he mentioned, Joe mentioned that there are 13 different pieces that they did. So you'll see some some repeat of body in here. So CB rules, CB rules, um, but the face is different. And so basically they, they just did a mix and match of torsos and heads. I think all the legs are the same, I believe. Um, but as I a way like to, the CIT BRK one. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, to be honest, I love all of these. I think these are great, but I do like that one. That one might be my favorite one there. Um, I do like the lightning here on this one as well. Um, and it, it just, the, the reason for them doing it is like, um, cause he, he, he's very well aware of the community of citizen brick kind of collectors and followers and how it's actually a pretty tight community that they've got. And so, it was purposefully done to kind of open up that community and open up that communication amongst everybody there to see who got this and who got that. And oh, I kind of want that one and, and to kind of promote kind of the trade and, and that kind of thing out there as well. So I thought that was just a really, really cool thing that he did for the citizen brick community, very much like he has the, the kind of the, the big baller minifigures that they, that they that we've talked about on the show before, or he'll even do like the big like he'll give them medals for the for the like the longtime fans that that have collected all their figures kind of thing where they'll give you he'll give you a medal and kind of get really the, the true badge of honor. It's kind of it's it's a it's a it's a guy who knows his community well and appreciates the community that has been developed and how it's not nearly as toxic as some other fandoms that are out there. Um, and that he's, I, I really like that he was just kind of doing this literally for, for, for them and for us as citizen brick fans to kind of just promote that kind of, that kind of community and to kind of keep that communication going. I thought that was really kind of a classy move, a cool thing to do, um, for the fans. Um, and he talked about how, like, even he doesn't have a collection, a full collection of all the figures that he, that they've created there. Cause he never thought to keep all that kind of stuff. And early on in there, he was just happy to kind of, yeah, people want enough of these to, and then they'll buy all of them. That's great. Then I can, then I can go move on to another project. It was never really about, let me see how many different things I can do. And I'll have this kind of collection of all of them. So I don't think he has all of the figures that he's, that he's ever created. Um, he happens to have all of these and they're kind of in the back. Um, they weren't really like prominently displayed or anything like that. It was just kind of, he's glad to have them and kind of a, for, for, to kind of show the, the the appreciation to the community, so he he likes them just kind of from that standpoint. Um, but but like it's not like he's like, oh yeah, I got all these. If you want to buy these, go ahead and buy them. He wasn't even anything about that. Clearly, it was just there like for the love of making them, and he wanted to kind of have a memento of kind of something that they did. I thought that was just really cool and kind of a classy thing to do. So that was my day at Citizen Brick. <laughs> um, if any of you do ever are, are local and, and want to stop by, or if you happen to be uh, in the area um, on a trip or anything like that, they are, they are very welcome to, to have people stop by and to kind of check things out. Um, Joe is an open book, willing to answer any question that you might have. Um, everybody in the store is or in the shop is great. Um, got to talk to uh, to Steve, to Rob, to, to, to all the people that were there that, that are there doing different things. Some of them are doing marketing. Some of them are doing social media. Some of them are doing, they're, they're, they're answering emails and packaging up all the stuff to be sent out to, uh, to, to customers and things like that. And then some other people do the printing uh, or there. Some other people do the injection molding. So they've all got their, their, the stuff that they do. And it's, it's just really, really cool to kind of see people who clearly love 
doing what they're doing there. Um, and I don't know how much I should have asked them all actually, how many of you are fans of Lego first beforehand or anything like that. But like, like I said, Joe was a printer first before being a Lego printer or a Lego minifigure maker or anything like that. And then, so that it just, the, the, the Lego part was kind of secondary. I wonder if any of them, um, wanted to come join citizen brick specifically, or they wanted to do Lego printing as opposed to just have a design background or whatever. I would have to imagine they have design background first and this happens to just be the medium that they're working in. Um, but I honestly don't know. And I probably should have asked that. <laughs> it would have been interesting to know next time. Yes, that's right. Uh, next time, uh, because now that I know where they are, they are, maybe we'll make a, a trip by or a, make, make another trip over every time we go into the city or something like that during the Here week. Here comes Paul again. <laughs> that, that's the one thing. I don't want to be that guy. I want to overstay my welcome and be like, oh, he's back again. We got nothing new for you this time. There's nothing. Quit going through our bins and wasting our time. We got work to do. <laughs> We're real busy today. Go away, Paul. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I didn't, I, I, I hopefully did not take up too much of their time. Hopefully he didn't answer all the same day one questions with me as he does to everybody else, or every other interview that they may, that they make for whatever brick magazine or whatever YouTube channel is trying to make a name for themselves or anything like that. But, uh, but hopefully, uh, like we didn't overstay our welcome, like I said, and hopefully I'm hoping that my love for their for for what they do came out and my excitement came out so they didn't think that it was just some dude coming in he's just trying to scam us for more for more rare parts so you can put them up on ebay or something like that <laughs> hopefully he didn't think anything like that uh and that they that they will allow me back in there within their hallowed walls we'll see but that is all i have to share i believe uh yep that's the last one i got here so that's it for me my day as citizen all right so our last thing we have is the bracket. And I, I feel like you haven't been here for a few brackets now, Paul. Uh, I was here two ago, but not last week. And there was another one that I'd missed prior. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've always I've tried to participate where I could. So the bracket here, let me make sure I'm on. Dun, 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 dun. So we are in the bottom of this stack here on the left. So we're almost half done. This initial wave, tonight we're looking at 1991 against 2001. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be all right. It's not a great mashup. What it's was the one? I think though. 97 is the one I said for the whole thing. We'll see. We'll see if it gets there. <laughs> it's not looking good for the 90s so far in our going to the Sweet 16 here. That's interesting. But, You're right. I didn't realize that. So let's uh, let's get into 1991. A little background stuff. There wasn't too much going on in 91. It's another case of like four times as many sets. This looks like an airplane, a regular airplane. The reason I brought this up is because I don't know what the distribution was like on these, but I remember buying these from a vendor at a flea market like every weekend for a few months, I had a bunch of these airplanes because they always had sealed this set on their on their table at this flea market, and I just thought it was, you know, this is a good memory for me. I was buying a bunch of these. I don't know how much the design has changed um, around actually, around this time, but I, but this is what I picture. I, th I forget. Did I grab one of these for two thousand one as well? I don't believe so. 
there's I, I'm pretty sure if we didn't if I didn't grab it, I'm pretty sure there is a kind of a recolor of this almost identical in 91 <laughs> or in, in 2001. But that's funny. Um, police city boat. wasn't doing too much. This is a boat that floats. It's a police boat here. Uh, I had this train station as a kid. This is the um, metro station. It's cool. The, the boxes. Is this this is then still the front of the box? Is that what this is? It's, it's interesting. The how the design has changed. Oh, okay, that would be why. This is the like front of the instructions. The design has definitely changed. If this was the box. This is uh, in the uh, the silver train era where they're coming out of a lava hole in the ground. There's more of that coming up. I noticed as well. Yes, and this uh, th- they actually recolored this set a few years later in red. I don't oh, know why. I, I like these put, colors a lot. This they is swapped cool. yellow out for red, and I think the buggy thing was black instead of red. And they uh, just put I it like out the, again. I like very this color strange. a lot better, this color combo. I had this. It's a, it's a great set. I dropped it down the stairs one time and never was the same afterwards. <laughs> um, this is the... It's coming out the, the same hole. It's the Metro Liner. Yeah, it's the same year. They call it the Silver Era for trains because all the boxes had silver on them. Instructions as well. This classic. is like the Lego train. Yeah. Tell me what the Lego train is, if not this. This is it. Yeah. This is exactly. This is the one that you always picture, and the one that's always everyone's example. Really. It's, Even Am- though, it's Amtrak, man. Amtrak. Yeah. I always preferred space stuff and that kind of thing, so I would gravitate gravitate towards like the monorail for my train. This is clearly on the moon, but or this on some is, foreign planet. But this is exactly. This is the train. Model team was kicking ass. This is the uh, rally van. Um, had Jordan. Hand, it had hand of God steering in the spare tire on top, which is cool. That is that cool. <laughs> and it would spin the wheels up front, I believe, because I don't see a knob closer to the front. Um, it opened all up. I think the sides came up and the doors opened and the back opened. It's uh it's awesome. Model team always had multiple builds. I forget what the alternate build for this was. Probably something with wheels. I kind of feel I missed out on model team. I had no idea. You, did. you can still get it. Uh, I don't remember what this one's called. Maybe Enchanted Island, something like that. <laughs> Forbidden Island, Enchanted Island, I don't know. Pirates doing their thing still. This is two years after the launch. Uh, still using the same uh, rampant pit raised base plate. <laughs> this one just had bridges like it was nobody's business. But I mean, this is one that, like Andrew talked about uh, last week. Like all the story is there in in this. Like it's it's like the 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 box design and promotion was just different back then. Where like the, the, this the whole story is there. There's even the shark. He's there. He's being angry because he's a shark. Like it's awesome. <laughs> what? A, how else is a shark supposed to be? <laughs> like Bruce, happy. So uh, this is interesting. There's two of these. Um, they're very similar. Is it like naked left and right? <laughs> uh, one is the. Oh, I'm not even going to attempt to remember the names. They're both like harbor sets. They have a lot, a lot of similarities. They both have cranes. Um, I'm just surprised that these both came out in the same year when they're so similar. Are the crane legs like one piece? Uh, each side is one piece, so it's it's like a big letter A. Yeah, okay. 
and these ones are four different pieces. This is a different mold. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a ridiculous angle. It's a forty-five degree angle to studs because it, it sits at a two by two tile, and then it, it's centered at forty-five degrees and goes up and turns, and then it has a three by three plate on the top that gets it back to right angled. <laughs> so it's a very strange piece, <laughs> and it's waffled. <laughs> So I don't know which one you like more. I uh, I don't know. They're both great. I'm gonna I'm gonna decide that the one with the white 14 long lattice tile, two of them in fact, three of them in fact, <laughs> that's the better one. Uh, I like the color scheme of the second one better. I like the yellow crane versus the red crane. However, um. If I had either of these sets, I think I would like the other one better. So it seems like you can do more with it because there's more stuff. There's there's more yeah. stuff, but they're very similar. They're very similar. Yeah. All right. For, for so sure. the the boys are back in town. Yeah, I dig this. Blacktron one, Blacktron two, and Mtron and Space Police one. Yeah, this, this should these, these guys shouldn't even be meeting. <laughs> It's like his grandfather and like his, and the grandson. They're all they're they're still working together. Bring your bring your kid to work day. Here. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this mini pack. Me too. Uh, Blacktron two is out this year, so this is the uh, Alpha Centauri outpost. outpost. Or nonsense. Something like that. This is a light and sound set. The lights are here. The sound is. Let's see, where's where's the knob? Sound might be in the ship because it looks it looks pretty thick in the back. Like there's a battery box in there. Because remember, anytime there was light or sound, it had to have a nine volt battery box built into it. <laughs> I remember. Pretty large piece. I never had this. Um, I didn't have actually, this. I had the one that looked like. The ship on the left that's flying. I had that that single release one. Yeah, it comes like an X-wing. Yeah. So this is um, I mean, Blacktron one is way better. So that's agreed. That's that's what there is to be said about that. This is Whirlwind Rescue. It's not a great Technic set, but this is the year that they were using the Flex Cable, I believe it's called system. So. So. First of all, it has the metal hook down here. It's a several dollar part at this point. That is a completely die-cast metal hook piece. Um, did it need to be die-cast? Probably not. Was it? <laughs> yep. The flex cable. You're familiar with flex tube, right? I am. The, 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 the hollow tubing they use in sets, the rigid tubing. Um, flex cable went inside of those tubes. And... To, to what know. end? <laughs> like why? So it had a little... So the flex cable came in a lot of lengths, and it had these notches at the end. The notches would clamp into... I don't know if I can... Let's see if I can zoom on this. It's hard to explain, because I have very limited... Um, limited uh, use of it. Let's see what we got going on here. So these are flex cables right here. They clamp into these... Uh, they had them in reddish brown... No, old brown. Old brown, old dark gray, and maybe black. 
they there's these are these like sandwiching pieces where they they can fold in half and clamp the tube around the notches at the top end of it or either end of it or they could be open kind of flayed out or spatchcocked if you will <laughs> that's that's the word of the of the month right now hashtag spatchcocked um, so trying to see cuz i'm pretty sure this set where is it I'm pretty sh- maybe this isn't the one i'm thinking of but i mean it has the the cabling cuz you can see it right there so mm-hmm. i'm not lying about that but i'm pretty sure this used it inside of some tubing to uh sw- to change the yaw on um uh, on the propellers here like you could uh pitch the propellers left and right um it it, it gave it another uh i'm at a loss for words tonight it it allowed you to kind of uh have a third hand on a connection where you could pull it in a new direction that you couldn't pull it in before based on the way regular connections were someone who's better at uh, flex cable is going to have to explain this because I'm <laughs> I'm failing here. But like, there's the flex cable. It's doing things. How do I zoom back out? All right. Well, that's what Technic looked like. And they used flex cable. And I don't think it lasted very long. Although, although, we might see it later. Dun, dun, dun. Is that the last one? <laughs> I think it All might right. be for this year. Yeah, that's it for 91. Let's go back to 2001. Let's close that. Let's. Uh, did I get that other airplane? I guess not. Maybe it wasn't 2001. They do use the very similar airplane going forward. All right. 2001 uh, had the studios theme. I had this set. It was a hot mess. So this <laughs> the studios theme was like, what if you're making a movie and and everything you see here, except everything you see here, is a is a movie set. Um, so this was the explosion studio, I think it was called. There's a, <laughs> there's a camera on a little buggy. There's big studio lights. There's a getaway. There's a whole building that's built so poorly that you can make it explode. <laughs> so um, is it a hot mess because? it was designed to explode and, and therefore was not secure or was it just a hot mess? It, it was meant to explode. So it, therefore it was not secure. So there's this little lever on the far left here and you'd push that down and the whole thing would just fall apart. And it's using the 1996 Western technology of the stick, the dynamite tile into the, <laughs> Yeah. Into the um, jail cell next to the sheriff's office and the Technic uh, suspension uh, spring w- would get pushed up and expand because it's not being ha- constrained anymore. And it would just wreak havoc in there. <laughs> wreak havoc, wreak havoc. Both of those things. Repent. <laughs> uh, they also did Jurassic Park 3, lest we forget. Dinos. So this was part of the studio's theme. They had two Jurassic Park 3 sets, and this was the Spinosaurus attack, I guess. Look at that dino. <laughs> I don't know if there's any action in this one, like uh, spring-loaded or otherwise. 
But there was a terrible dino with an alligator upper jaw as a tongue. So that's interesting. What were there actually Jurassic Park stats, or were these were they only in this the studio them. series? You're looking oh. at them. Got it. Okay. Oh God, <laughs> Scala. Horses. So this this is the horse's name is Indy. This is Indy's stable or something like that. Um, these are foam. These are those little uh, little not Cheerios for babies. Um, some apples. There's this like one piece horse. There's like studs every now and again, I some guess. Over here. I think these plants are part of it. <laughs> One can never tell. I think they used a lot of uh, die-cut foam. <laughs> I can't believe this line, this last line didn't do well. I can't believe like I was buying Lego when this was out, and I I, I don't think I ever noticed this ever. They must uh, have had I it really separated. I don't. I never saw this. I never saw Scala or Belleville, and they were both out when I was buying Lego. Sop with Camel came out, the the brown one. They also did it in dark green later on. How did these do? Like, how, how were they as sets? Like, I, this this came out well before I knew anything about let me, it. Uh, but the green let me one... Let ask uh, Accounting over at Lego how well these did. Because <laughs> they, they seem I interesting, have no idea. but also I, very... Um, I'll be honest, 2001 was the last year I bought Lego as a kid. So I guess he's I, pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, these, Seems I don't think kids bought them. I think yeah. this was really for the adult who wanted the, the creator nice expert thing set. on display. This is the creator expert, yeah, back then. Um, so <laughs> this one, Ali, the, uh, the dagger on here. People have uh, colors shifted this and made it in other colors too, which is nice. But if this is the thing you want, then that was the thing. I, can't believe this was available as a set. Also, check out them clouds. <laughs> How big is this thing? Uh, a couple feet, probably two feet, maybe. Just, less, just random. I'd say less than less than two feet. But that's that's pretty substantial. Jack Stone. <laughs> this is the four juniors, four hyphen juniors, not to be confused with juniors or four plus. Four juniors. They had the Spider-Man license. They had Jack Stone was their like original IP. And then they had Creator. This I forget if this is a Creator or a Jack Stone set because they're essentially the same. The Creator set was just this without Jack Stone in it <laughs> as a character. Um, you know, but, it's an amazing build. Otherwise, <laughs> so it's. I mean, it's. Very similar to what you get with the juniors and four plus today. The figures were bigger, they are articulated, but they did not come apart, so there's no customization there. And uh, they did they they did introduce a lot of parts in chrome silver, so you get a lot of weird chrome silver parts that you wouldn't otherwise get, which is nice, like these bars back here, whatever this thing is here. <laughs> um. Maybe these up here, they got a kind of a shine on them. They gave us some cool chrome silver parts. That's what matters, but overall, they were garbage. <laughs> Do you still give those out, like on your wheel? <laughs> I don't have a wheel. Didn't you use these, these are also hot garbage. <laughs> the racer's theme 
These are the Drome Racers, which were heavily... Uh, I think they might have had their own PC game, actually. <laughs> that sounds they, like I, I believe they were included in the Lego Racers 2 game, but they might have had their own game as well. So these are Happy Meal grade I was going to say, they this look is, uh, like that. This is four those, pieces. Those wheels, those look ridiculous. These are four pieces. It's the thing on the back, the thing on the front, the dude, and then the rest. <laughs> and so what happens is this bumper on the front sticks out. And if you push it in, the thing the dude's sitting on loosely pivots to the side. So it catapults him off. So if this gets in a front end collision, the guy goes flying out to the side. <laughs> and like it had some trans medium blue in it. It had some nice parts. It had this big old plastic one piece ramp. Um, it's it's not great. It's not great. I, th- I don't even remember what the gimmick was. It looks like, yeah, it looks like there's a net here. It's connected to these two uh, plates here, which are on on uh, axles, so that if you don't ramp over and you catch the net, you pull the net forward. The net will trap uh, you. It'll the, the snag. net basically it it uh, folds over on itself, which brings these two sides down over top of you like a coffin. <laughs> now, are you team freeze or team chill? Everybody chill. Well, Freeze is the one who's clearly winning this race. So, <laughs> all right, Hogwarts. I think this is it's either first edition or second edition. I gotta say it's first edition. They're still yellow. I know what the fourth edition looks like, and I know the third edition looks like ass, but I can't tell the first and the second edition apart if you held them both up. Uh, they have the solid paper roofs here. Piece of paper. <laughs> Yellow figures. Um, you know, it's still a tall boy, which is fine. It's not bad. Is this the first year this for bad, Harry Potter? Though. Or is this... Um... Um, that's a good question. I, mean, I, mean, I want to say no. I want to say it's the second, second edition. Then I'm going to say it's that it's definitely not the first year, obviously. So it, I don't know how many editions they would have put out while still being yellow. So we'll have to do some research. I want to say this is first edition. This thing, they had this line, this like sub line for Harry Potter, which I think was supposed to be a girl's line. Not to say it's because Hermione's in this one. And other Hermione. <laughs> is it the same figure twice? Is this two builds or is this like... Oh, no, it is the same figure. This figuring. is what you can do and then this is another configuration um, you can make. No, you make both of these. These are two different okay. rooms I think she frequents. And it's the same figure. It's just the oh, you're right. The, you no, can no, tell you the, the white, white lines on this torso are there. It's not as visible. The parts aren't the same. So it's, it's two different builds. Um at the same time. But this had a cardboard backdrop. So this is like a four pane cardboard zigzag back here. Forget about this pillar. Forget about the branding on top, except for these parts that you got, which are boom, boom. And these ones are over there somewhere. Tinctures everywhere. Yeah, in the the potions class is what that looks like. So 
This is uh this is the Owlery, and this is potions. I'm gonna go with Owlery is the official word for where the and there's a frog. Um, you got a lot of like ridiculous parts in new colors and weird colors, but overall, like what the hell is this? Like this is a light lime eight by eight plate. This is a trans neon orange scorpion. <laughs> That's the frog I can kind of get in, in trans. I kind of understand that. This is like this weird um, scala pitcher in trans dark pink. Like dark turquoise book. This is the palm tree top in white. It's great. If you were to part these out right now, this would be gangbusters. But... Back then, I just don't know who bought these. They're so weird. It is weird. <laughs> I don't think Lego did very good on these, and none of my friends bought them, so they must have been awful. That's why uh, still a theme. I bring up this radio control car because, like, every bulk lot I've ever bought has this damn thing in it. This thing sold so well. <laughs> I know this. This is this is real facts. This sold so well because I get the base for this thing. I get that cheetah printed tile or slope. I get them <laughs> so often. Um, but this was literally this big old chassis, one piece, with a full-on RC antenna coming out of it. And then you had a remote controller. Looked a lot like this little illustration here. This would have made a good sticker. That's true. And I guess you could build other stuff, even though like this uses no green, but there's green in the other ones. So I guess there's more pieces than you needed to build just one thing. So that middle one was the main one? Yeah, this is the main one. This bumper is all part of the the chassis. So really, it's just this kind of single layer of yellow on top that you're putting on there. But man, this was this was like, okay, do your thing. Radio Shack is crushing it in 2001, I guess. Take them down. Oh, success. Well, I guess the, the idea oh, of it, the idea is that they, for parents, they can make it. Oh, you can just make another one. When you're tired of this one, we have to buy you a new one. Just, just You can make this other design instead. Don't it's still an it, RC Jimmy. car. Alpha team. What a great theme. What a great theme. This is how you do an original IP theme. Ninjago is how you do an original IP theme. <laughs> No, this was this was good. So this was like six or so sets. There was five good guys, and then the bad guy was Ogle, and he had his henchmen. And if you wanted the whole team, you had to buy every set because Ogle came in two sets. This is the big one. He also came in like a little box, like a ten dollar one. But all of the good guys on the titular Alpha team, they were one. Or two per set, no overlaps. I'm cool with that. I dig it. And this was like, it was space, it was city, it was pirates, it was great. Uh, it has this big skull on it, kind of like one of the old pirates. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I should know what that set's called, but I don't. So you would. It's called Bobby Skullface. Bobby Skull Tower. <laughs> so you could turn this thing, which would, uh, I think it would allow a a trapdoor 
to drop these orbs down into this hopper, which is on a slider, which then could dump the orbs into the back of this uh, space shuttle, which was docked right there facing straight up. So play functions. Um, it has these two targets here. These were on hinges with tiles on top. So if you used one of the other sets that had missile launchers and you shot these two things, uh, they would cave inwards and the whole top here, which is on hinges, would collapse forward and dump Ogle, who's in this thing at the top, dump him down. So, like, this is like full-on G.I. Joe playset shit right here. It also comes with the 4x4x6 or so uh, curved panel in black. I think there's one in here. The only other set it's in is the Darth Maul bust, which I think... Spoiler! Is... There you go. I think it's in there. You don't see it. It's on the back somewhere. But they are like $30 a piece because it's in that damn Darth Maul. It's also in here. So if you find one of these in a bulk lot, at the very least, you can pull that panel out of there and it's all good. It's the little things. It's Watto's Junkyard. This is the only Star Wars set from the first three years that I didn't have. Does that make you mad? Yes. Watto was so expensive for so long because he's the only figure to have medium blue hands for the longest time until Stitch and Genie came out in Disney Series 1. Ruined everything. (laughs) <laughs> this this was uh so they had the Mos Espa pod race we looked at in whatever year we looked at 99 i think it was like first or second week and it had three pod racers with the tan brick and plate built kind of frames that held them together this set comes with two pod racers and one frame so you can build one or the other which is you know whatever it's okay but you could build um Aldar Beto, his pod racer here, which it came with him. He's this awful one-piece tan blob. And then uh, I forget who the other pod racer's pod, pod racer was. I was I was impressed that you remembered the other guy. I, I fucked some episode one racer up. <laughs> uh, Eve Endicott for life. <laughs> so this is Aldar Beto. I forget who the other one is. I want to say Gascano, but he's it's not. He's the green chip in the other set um the picture down here does show with two frames so maybe the parts are in there that it's not in any of the promotional stuff that'd be kind of weak if it was one and a half pod racers but it's lego go find some more plates build it yourself uh junkyard wise it's it's not great there's just some parts laying around that may or may not all be necessary to build the second pod racer hard to say it's mainly about getting Watto and getting more pod racers. I don't know if I've shared this story. I built every pod racer from the from the PC game based on the aesthetics of the three that were in the Mossespa pod race. I built them all. And I had them all photographed. And I sent it in to Lego magazine. And the random selector didn't choose me. Thanks, Susan Williams. <laughs> That's adorable. The, the, random, so the random selector that doesn't care if it's good or bad, just picks kids' creations and puts them in, did not select me. I could have been I could have been famous for Lego Star Wars, and I never would have wanted to be. 
<laughs> Life on Mars. Another great space theme. I don't know. My, I, I might be swaying myself here. They had Alpha Team and Life on Mars in the same year. This was, this was like big chunky parts, but like with a purpose. This is a full modular system with the aero. This is the aero tube hanger. This is the aero tubes. This is a foot pump here, also known as a hand pump. The whole top part rotated about 90 degrees. If you spun it to the one end and pumped, it would push air out. If you spun it the other way and pumped, it would pull air in. So you could send the Martians on these little sleds. You connect them to the sled. You could send them through these tubes. And it's basically <laughs> kind of cool trains. It was trains because you would use there was rack and pinion maneuvering over here. You would use these uh, gears to switch which way, which which line was being used, and you'd send these little characters through to different points out here. This is really cool. So there's the blue exit, there's the red exit, and then another set that's not pictured here came with a tan one, which you would connect to right here. So it was full modular, buy them all system. Oh, it was great. So this is a this is a, a fork in the road here, and it had a slider on the one side so you, with a lock. So you'd either put the tube to this one or put the tube to that one. And then the main tube coming out of the pump was on the rack and pinion and you turn this uh steering wheel right here and it would either go to the middle which was just the base or this tube or that tube so you could just i got hours hours man just sending martians around uh all the side these side sections they're all modular on pins so you could disconnect them and just put them anywhere you want uh all the tubes kind of wedged into these sand purple rings that were system based so you could just you could keep connecting them you can make one long tube you can send these boys up and down the stairs if you wanted to it had cranes and airships and little hard suits this is great and there was a human component to life on mars because usually there was like aliens and humans what are they doing the humans were exploring the martians were exploring and mining and all that good stuff and uh, they never seem to be at odds, unlike most of the themes. Space exploration, friends. So, what do you like? Do you like this? Do you like the the ad? Look, it's sand blue, sand red, sand purple, and if we're lucky, yep, there's some sand green in this set. So that's all four sands at once. <laughs> what do you think of this? It's pretty dope. I've never known. I didn't know anything about life on Mars really. Um, but this is pretty cool. It's a fun. It's a fun playset. Certainly, really cool stuff. I, I didn't even know that that they did that kind of pneumatic tubing type type deal. That's pretty sweet. And th this little uh, VTOL ship can dock right there. There's these two axles sticking straight out of the the command center here, and this thing would would slide right onto there, so it would dock right there. It's great. It's great. Oh, then they did this. These <laughs> I didn't have these, and I don't. <laughs> I don't hold that against my record of not having all the Star Wars sets. They did a Destroyer Droid, they did a C-3PO, they did R2-D2, they did a Darth Vader, they did a Stormtrooper, they did a Jango Fett. Um, they, might, they did a Pit Droid. 
and did a battle droid. And I think that's it. Uh, they're awful. As I said, do they all look this bad? Because this looks like they, they all look this bad. The, uh, the I mean, the destroyer droid could roll up. It used the flex cable system, which is interesting because um, we saw flex cable in '91, and now we're seeing it again in like 2001. But uh, they this this one could technically like the gun. Now the the battle droid, but the gun was on its back, and it could like lift up the arm and grab that and pull it back. I don't know how successful it was. They all had little gimmicks, like the pit droid could fold up into that like squashed position when you poke the nose and it opens. <laughs> you an angel. <laughs> um, this is what Bionicle was doing that year. Uh-huh. Shout out to Stasis Lock. Yeah, Dalton, is this is this what you dream about at night? These things. They're awful. They're I awful. Even, I don't even understand what this is. Darth Maul bust. Um, I understand what this is. If that's the thing you want, like. This would have been fun to get because it's it's like, man, this is what the this is what the professionals build to display at like Legoland, California, and all that, which just opened two years prior. This is like a slice of the real professional Lego artist's life, and I could have it. I could see it being cool in that regards. Otherwise, just looking at you, <laughs> it looks a little weird. But yeah, like I remember when Let's I first found out about real these, ourselves. <laughs> when I first found out about these uh, these kind of busts, I thought they were cool, and then like that they, they, they the concept of it seemed cooler than the actual execution of it. Like, what am I going to do with that? You're going to put it. You're going to put it there, and there it is, just like the Yoda and the Grievous. That's and, all, uh, I just have shelves of just Star Wars busts out of Lego behind me. Oh, they're kind of doing it again now. With the with the Vader and the Sith Trooper, I guess at least that Vader looks good. Haha. <laughs> uh, the other UCS set because that was technically one of the UCS sets is the this Blockade is Runner. Yeah, this one I like a lot. I don't know how how secure or stable it is, but I think it looks great. Man, this looks like this looks this looks like it was photographed on a white background, and I tried to make it a PNG. <laughs> this looks like I took it in the Pixlr and tried and tried to get rid of the background and make it a transparent image. Woo! <laughs> My skills are over nine thousand, <laughs> and that's why I never win the ROC uh, photo challenge every every week on Monday. Because <laughs> this is what uh, like I've heard. Uh, New York Mike said that the the new one looks like shit, and this is the one he likes. Huh. He really didn't like that the new one. I think the new one like has doesn't is, does the new one have a handle on it and stuff like that that you can like swoosh around with? Maybe the new one is like sleeker altogether. Yeah, it's, it, it, it looks it, almost it looks too different. slim at parts. It looks almost like Episode One Star Wars vehicle versus this more. It looks like an Episode Four Star Wars vehicle. Like it, it where they looked more. Like the, all the episode one vehicles in general. The new one is uh, like is Rogue One, and this one is uh, uh, New Hope. Yeah, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I get, it. I just, just the overall design aesthetic. Like this one is like chunky and 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 angular, Monkey. and but but like vehicles in episode one are like the Naboo canoe, where they're like smooth and Naboo and canoe. Long. Yeah, like, just in general. Naboo canoe. I did. <laughs> the hell's that? Uh, that is like the 
that's that's that big spaceship that Bobby has that that Robert always called the Naboo canoe, like that big silver ship that Padme used to fly in. Uh, 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 <laughs> but it, it just looks it doesn't doesn't look or it, it looks almost organic. It doesn't look like it's something that's created. Uh, there's no angles to it. It's all just smooth and like a big torpedo kind of thing. Okay. I, don't, I don't like it as so, much. Ninety one. Town's doing okay. Model team's doing pretty good. Pirates is there. Castle is nowhere to be found. Trains is in its heyday. Technic is trying new things. And you got your Blacktron 2 for space. 2001. Studios. Scala. Big old sculptures. Questionable Star Wars. Um, original theme of Life on Mars and Alpha Team. Remote controlled cars, Harry Potter's doing things, drum racers and four ju- or yeah, four juniors are stinking it up. <laughs> what do you think? Also Bionicle. So I can appreciate what they're trying in two thousand one, where they're trying to do and branch out to new things and to try to capture other other fans, other parts of the audience, other people that they don't necessarily have. So that's what that that's what Scala's for. That's why they make like the the busts and the statues and things like that. But I don't really like them. So I think 2001, the things they got going for them now, Life on Mars and Alpha Team. Because I think Alpha Team in general has always been pretty cool. Um, I kind of I I, I kind of dug that that is is all it kind of encompasses just kind of the 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 kind of the spy slash action movie kind of genre in in all sorts of different environments it's, it's, it's some that are underwater some that are kind of spaces some that are like kind of like all that kind of james bond villains are, are there, there are some that are in volcanoes some that are underwater some that are in space so, so i like that a lot and then i didn't really know much about the life on mars stuff so this one was pretty this one was really cool i had no idea about that one um at all and i also like the blockade runner However, having said all that, uh, I like 91 better. Like, I think the execution, I, I appreciate what they tried in 2001, but it almost seems like for the first pass at these things that have since been refined. And so while if they were to do the same things it, like over the next few years, it, they may have been, they may have docked some points. Or I, may, I may dock them some points for like not as much originality because they're kind of retreading the same types of things. Just the fact that they were so much better executed would would put them uh, put the, that that subsequent year up higher. This is a valiant effort, but I don't dig it. Um, so I'm not crazy about 2001 here. I'm going to go with uh, with 91 in this case. Is that a 91? Because you don't like 2001, or is that 91 because you like 91 better? Um, I guess it's it's a com- it's a combination of both. Uh, there are certainly things that I did like about 91. So if, if it was which one did I not like as much, then then that would be a different thing. But this one I liked 91, um, even though there was less to like, and there were things that I actively disliked in 2001. So um, kind of just if you, if you're doing kind of the the, the tick marks that try to like. See which one, which which year has has higher. There were enough things negative about two thousand one that kind of negated the positive things about two thousand one. That ninety one has more positives in that year that that I enjoyed there. So I like the pirate stuff a lot. Um, Model Team is one of those that I do feel like, oh man, I, if I, if I knew about Model Team back in the day, I probably would have bought all of those 
Those are cool stuff there. And while I like Blacktron 1 better than Blacktron 2, I still like Blacktron 2. Um, but almost based on that minifigure pack alone, <laughs> I, wanna, I, I almost gave it to 2000. Uh, to, that, to that's interesting. Almost um, there alone. <laughs> so I like Life on Mars. I like Alpha Team. I like both of them a lot. I liked that they had original themes still in 2001, and they were they were uh, interesting, very interesting. But I think there was a lot of a lot of questionable items put out in 2001, and I don't think the Life on Mars and Alpha Team will ever be as well known as Blacktron and the Metroliner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even I forgot all about the Metroliner too. So that one is so iconic. And then that's what I pick. Like the airplane is what I picture for the Lego airplane. And that police boat is what I picture for the Lego police boat as well. So there's a lot of things that are iconic in my head, even though I wasn't collecting, I wasn't really collecting a lot of Lego at this time. This is already when I had started to peter out. Um, because again, I'm, I'm much older than you. So um, 2001 was the last year you bought Lego. Boy, I was 91 is probably old. around there. Yeah, 91 was probably the last year that I was buying Lego. Uh, I don't the, think I bought any Lego this year. Because <laughs> I had that one Blacktron 2 set, and it's all I can remember. Um, but yet I have almost all the other Blacktron 1 sets from before. So clearly I was buying much more uh, a couple of years prior to this. If there had uh, been Castle in 1991, I think it would have been a done deal, no argument. Uh, but I still am going to give it to 1991 because I think the Metroliner and Blacktron are always going to be more favorable to history than anything that 2001 put out. And also, Andrew Lee said, 1991, just for that minifig pack. <laughs> Fellow yellow right there. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a good laugh when he hears that. <laughs> What did he say? 91 wins for that space minifig pack alone. 2001 is all about big, dumb parts. <laughs> so, awesome. there we go. Let's fill it in. 1991, the 90s are coming through. But unfortunately, that means 91 and 89 are going to go up against each other. So, and uh, 93 is going up against 2005. So, we're going to have one, maybe two going into the quarterfinals there from this half but next week we start over here on the right side 94 against 95 taking each other out that's going to be interesting because they're so close together and it is very 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 prime years for lego in my opinion oh that might make it tough the pre-license era is the best lego (laughs) all right so it's been a while but get us out of here paul all righty. Thank you all for joining us, whether via audio or ver- via video. <laughs> uh, leave a comment below as to, as to uh, which of these years you prefer. Do you prefer the classics in 91 or I guess still or the are you wrong in 2001? Uh, both are classics, depending on when you look back to it. Um, both are vintage, certainly there. Um, check, it all, check us out at our, looks like, yeah, our Instagram handles that are listed in the in our bottom thirds now that are both there. Um, hey, lower thirds, they're back. Take that, JISC. <laughs> Check out the people that we talked about on Instagram earlier. Check out Citizen Brick uh, as well. Um, Emerson Tongue and Galad, uh, I believe, are the ones that we had talked about here on the show. Um, if you like 
shows that are not necessarily family friendly, but are all part of a friendly family, check out the Cool Table Network. They're a, a <laughs> conglomeration of like-minded nerd nerd related podcasts. If you want to know which ones, check out the CoolTableNetwork.com because I don't have my script in front of me to go through all of them this time either. <laughs> check out the CoolTableNetwork.com. Um, Is that a website? <laughs> yes, it should be. Um, and uh, also check out the Rumble Collectors and the Rumble Collectors Facebook group. Uh, if CoolTableNetwork.com is not That's a thing. not a website. <laughs> check out RumbleCollectors.com and find a link to That's things Cool Table Network related. I think you mean check out the Cool Table Network on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, there you go. You'll find a listing of all the different shows that we have there. Shows that are sure to find something that will pique your interest if you are a nerd like we are. Definitely check them out. Definitely join the, this friendly family as well. You can do it. <laughs>